Hello, welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about me from Lover. You know, find another like me. <laughs> and today, we are discussing the song Mean from Speak Now. Mean is the sixth track on Speak Now. Speak Now was released on October 25th, 2010, and this song was solely written by Taylor. Our gal. <laughs> mean has been performed live by Taylor 196 times. Mm -hmm. She played it every night on the Speak Now tour in 2011. She also played it on the Reg tour, and she played it five times on the 1989 tour. She played it once on her Reputation tour as the surprise acoustic song during the Dublin set. Ooh. Mean was released as a single on March 13, 2011 and peaked at number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100. The music video for Mean was released on May 6, 2011. Well, today, we would like to welcome a very special guest to this week's episode. Please welcome my brother, what? Drew Johnson, to the podcast. Hello, Drew. Hello, Devin and Gab. How are you guys? Thanks so much for having me. I'm super stoked yeah. to be here. Long time coming. Long time coming. <laughs> I know, we had to wait all the way till M just to get here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we said we were starting this whole thing, you are like, wait a minute, I want to be on Mean. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about Mean. <laughs> yes. Drew, why, why do you want to talk about Mean? Uh, because it's my favorite Taylor Swift song. Oh that's, my gosh. That's why. I mean, as soon as you guys told me you were putting together this podcast, what, like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, immediately Mean came to mind. That uh, I was like, I want to be on that episode because it's my favorite one. It means a lot. <laughs> means a lot. <laughs> means a lot. <laughs> do you remember the first Taylor Swift song you ever heard? Yeah, uh, absolutely I do. Funny enough, it was back in 2006. I just started college. Uh, it was a long time ago. I was at a uh, house party and one of my friends came up to me. And they're like, hey, are you that Drew? And they said this jokingly. They're like, hey, are you that Drew from that Taylor Swift song? <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you have to be like, I don't have, first of all, I mean, I really don't know who Taylor Swift is. And so, you know, two days later, I ended up, I don't know, it was LimeWire still a thing back then? No, I think I just went oh, on yeah, YouTube. Probably. I think I just went on YouTube and I uh, Googled Taylor Swift, Drew, and then the mm -hmm. song Teardrops from My Guitar mm -hmm. showed up. So I listened to that, had a good laugh, because literally the first word of that song was Drew. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was my first Taylor Swift experience. You know, and then college just took over and um, I kind of melded into a very eclectic sort of music experience throughout those next four years. So yeah, that was my first Taylor Swift song Wow, mm. that I ever heard. Wow. Drew, did you know you're part of Devin's Taylor Swift origin story? I do, yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually know that very well. I believe it was on uh, Devin and I took a trip to Saratoga, New York. Mm -hmm. And um, I had actually purchased that Taylor Swift album. Can you guys remind me what the album that was? I, I forget. 1989. Yeah, okay. I had purchased <laughs> that album on iTunes. And I don't really buy a lot of music, especially now like Spotify is around and stuff. But um, I actually bought that one. I was like, Devin, you gotta listen to this album. It is freaking mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, for like the next however many hours we were in the car back and forth. Um, we were just like belting out these songs together, even though we had no idea what the lyrics were. That was pretty great. That is my origin story of my Taylor Swift 
experience. Yeah. And then again, when we came to Seattle, we jammed out to How You Get the Girl, which is um, still one of my favorite memories of Taylor Swiftness, mm-hmm. especially with you. Swiftness. Yeah, absolutely. That was an absolute blast. I actually watched that yeah. video today before we did this. Oh, we'll yeah. post it on, we're, we're, on the yeah, Instagram. We're going to make it a reel. So, yeah, today we're talking about Mean, which is, you know, one of my faves. I, I love this song. Gab, I don't know if you love this song, yeah. but we're going to talk about it. So, so Devin, mm. what do you think about Mean? Such a great sing-along. This is just like you put this on and all of a sudden you just want to sing along with it. I think that a lot of Taylor's songs can be attributed to that of like, you know, especially the choruses being able to sing along. They're very catchy, especially when you get into her more poppy stuff. Mm-hmm. But like this one, especially, it's just like, someday I'll be living in a big old city. You know, and it's yeah. just like you just want to sing along and clap your hands and do like a little jig. You yeah. know, yeah. it's such an homage to her country roots on an album that is figuring out her voice. Mm-hmm. As we've talked about a lot about Speak Now, she is writing in ways that she has never written before. She's doing a lot of rock and roll. And this is one of like the pure country songs on this album. And I love, I love it. I love Yeehaw Taylor. Mm -hmm. Drew, if you don't know, that is Taylor's like, you know, initial debut album is Yeehaw Taylor. Yeehaw Taylor? Her twang. Her twang. When she puts on that twang. Yeehaw Taylor. I see, I see. But like there's there's a lot of bluegrass uh, influence Mm -hmm. to that particular song too, which is why I was so drawn to it. You know, adding the lute and the banjo into it and everything was Mm -hmm. really, really fun. Yeah, and adds to like, not necessarily country, but really that like backwoods bluegrass that I think a lot of different types of fans really appreciated about that song. And mm-hmm. me in particular, um, that's one of the reasons why I fall in love with that song as well. Like, I'm not a huge fan of mainstream pop, I'm sorry, uh, country, mm-hmm. but as soon as I heard, you know, that opening up with the banjo, I was just like, ah, this is it. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay. This is a good song. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, that banjo gives it such a unique instrumentation. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that is one of the, absolutely one of the things that I also love about this song is the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. All of the different voicings that you can hear with the fiddles, the mandolins, the banjo, like you can hear all of these little things happening throughout the whole song. Yeah. And it's really intricate and really, really cool. And so you don't just have like the rhythm guitar playing, you know, like quarter notes constantly. You have the fiddle going like, and like mm-hmm. the, the banjo, like all of these cool little licks here and there. It's really fun just to listen to the music, not, mm-hmm. not even her singing. Like that's, that adds so much to it as well but like just her band and that is again another huge thing i love about this song is the use of her band especially in all of the live performances in the music video which we'll get to we all know i love her band i love all of their different energies that they bring to Mm -hmm. the performances uh, how they play off of each other also the fact that this is one of the only songs that taylor plays the banjo on mm-hmm. is that this is like specific taylor brings out the banjo for this song yeah i love that uh which is really fun i love how this song starts out 
you. Like, she is calling this person out immediately. Mm -hmm. It's like she's not taking any time. She's not, you know, meandering around the situation. She's like, I'm about to talk about you because (laughs) you're mean. (laughs) I, I really do love, though, how she expresses all of these mean and nasty qualities that this person has. But then in the chorus, she flips it and says, you are all of these things, but I am going to put that away and put that to the side and I'm going to do me and I'm going to be I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to be famous and I'm going to be a rock star and you're just going to be mean and like I I pity that you know mm-hmm. like I, I sense that pity in this song as well because mm-hmm. all you are is mean <laughs> I love the line you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. that's isn't that just like so true you don't know what you don't know it's like simple but very, very true. You don't know what she can do, where she's going to be, anything about her. Yeah, so what why, she's capable of. why do you have any right to say anything about her? Right? Yeah, the simplicity speaks volumes. Right? The harmonies, of course, are amazing. I love the line, drunk and grumbling on about how I can't sing. Yeah. Like the word grumbling. <laughs> so, so good. And then uh, I love, I was watching the Grammys performance, how she swaps. Mm. The Someday I'll be singing at the Grammys. Yeah. And and she is like this person, and you're obviously going to talk about it in Gossip Gab, but mm-hmm. like this person, I don't even know their name. All I know is that Taylor wrote a song about this person, and look at where Taylor is now, mm-hmm. right? So it's like all of the things that this song is about happened. It's amazing, and this person is probably still mean. And <laughs> also, just to finish out the final time through, when the music cuts out and they're just singing in harmony, yeah, the, like the three part harmony, so so good, so just good. yeah, with so the clapping good. and oh, it's so fantastic. Overall, fantastic song. Yeah, so amazing song. Yeah, Drew, what do you think about this song? I mean, as I said before, I absolutely love this song. If I had to give you my number one favorite Taylor Swift song. It would be Mean. I mean, and to me, it's just, it's fun. Um, this song is a, a ton of fun. We all listen to music in our daily lives. And it doesn't matter who we're listening to, whether you're a Swifty or someone um, who listens to classic rock or classical music. You know, songs trigger emotional reactions. And this one is really important because of that particular reason. And I was bullied when I was in middle school. I didn't have this song to listen to back then. That was a long time ago. You know, luckily I got myself out of it just on my own and, you know, moved schools and went on to do awesome things. You know, hearing this song 14, 15 years later, you know, it really just kind of hit me in the chest uh, when I'm hearing all these lyrics that you guys just talked about. You know, I'm an empath at my core. And when I hear something that is speaking about personal turmoil, triumph, heartbreak, you name it, um, I immediately empathize with the songwriter. But I also really empathize with the people who are sitting on the other side of the speaker listening to this music. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about all the people who have been bullied or chastised or made fun of who heard the song for the first time over the radio waves. And uh um, hopefully it did something for mm-hmm. you. You know, it's like, yeah, I can do something better and I will do something better. You have no power over me. To me, that is so incredibly important. And throughout her entire career, she's been able to empower people, young women through her music and her lyrics in such a joyful way. Uh, but me in particular, um, it's just the epitome of all that for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Incredibly fun, upbeat, bluegrass inspired country music. 
And, you know, with, yeah, your banjos and your violins, multiple guitars, an amazing backup vocal group mm-hmm. with those women. It is just so much fun to listen to while also getting together a point that is just so profoundly important to so many people in this world. So, you know, it's simple and playful, yet poignant and direct. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, first time I heard it, I heard it in a restaurant and I was like, ah, oh, it's Taylor Swift. And then I had to go <laughs> home and listen to it over and over again because mm-hmm. it was like, this is so damn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was living in Boston at the time and I had two roommates you know, who, you know, very jockey type roommates, you know, I was playing this song and they're also musically inclined as well. And, you know, they're listening to it too. And we're all just start like just jamming along, clapping at the end there, you know, during <laughs> the uh, acoustic parts. So this song just means so, so much. And it makes you feel good at the end, just mm. because, as you guys said, it's it's simple and playful to the point where you can just jump in at whatever point in the song and just really get into it. I think if you see the music video, and I know we'll talk about that too, they really want you to join in mm-hmm. and play with them while mm. while they're doing this. And they really get that point across. So, yeah, it's very meaningful. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Ah. I love that. And just like the nature of that, like, you know, she received this criticism, which we'll talk about in Gossip Gab. And then she, you know, she wrote and released this song, like to say like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like, this is my clap back. And I think mm-hmm. like also showing that like, you don't have to like, take this sitting down and not say anything, I think was like, For sure. really important, especially because she had such a young audience. So I was a teen when this song came out. And I just remember like loving it and scream singing to it. Yeah. Like, just like, you know, like groups of friends just being like, all you are is mean, yep. like constantly. Yeah. Yep. And like, I'm sure that like, you know, we all had people in mind that mm-hmm. we were thinking of with that song. And like, I think it really helps like when someone's treating you wrong, just like blast this song. Like still sometimes I'll do that. Like, I love it. <laughs> I also was lucky enough to get to see Mean performed during the speech now tour Mm, and it was so cool and like this whole part of this set like taylor went into like banjo taylor (laughs) and it was like so cool and she went from singing our song into mean right and it was just like really fun the band was like all part of it and you know just like banjo taylor is like just so fantastic banjo taylor come on gotta love banjo taylor yeah you have to so i think it's some of the best country taylor uh-huh peak. i yeah peak country taylor yeah i'm also really excited for taylor's version to come out because a her voice has matured so much mm-hmm. and like the song like was basically about criticism of how like she couldn't sing it was mm-hmm. like a clap back to that but also like she has just like transcended beyond yeah. huge star since this song came out oh, so yeah. like just like all of those different criticisms she's like going to be seeing this now with like you know whatever 10 12 years later mm-hmm. like being like yeah like all you are is mean and i am i did move to that big old city like that yeah. did happen yeah. and also like now she has an even bigger Badder meanie in her life that she can sing this about. Yeah, that's that's accurate as you know? well. <laughs> Do you think she's going to bring back the OG band for her oh, yeah. release? Yeah, she has been. Yeah. She's been um, oh, using awesome. her touring band, yeah. like so okay. everyone who played with her during those tours. So I yep. think that they will be on it. Awesome. If they're if they're available, like I'm sure that she'll offer that. I mean, she's probably already re-recorded these songs. She just you know hasn't released them yet. But I mean, I think that they recorded most of them 
you know, over the past couple of years. Yeah, I think so too. And so they probably recorded these while they were recording Fearless, which was she used her band for as well. Mm-hmm. Gab and I have a deep attachment to her band. <laughs> they're so good. Her band, just, is, her band is amazing. They're just so good. Yeah. They're so they good. The energy yeah. that they bring is is so yeah. wonderful. And they're just yeah. each like total characters. Like Paul Sedoti is just like the goofiest of goofs. Yeah, and how long so many of them have mm-hmm. been like working with Which then her. also just speaks volumes about her. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we talk about Taylor and like how amazing and gracious she is. And everybody who works with her loves her. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, you know, her band is going to stay with her for, for a while and do all these music videos with her and yeah, be total goofballs. And Yeah. So we heard how Drew relates to this song. Devin, how do you relate to me? I have in caps in my notes, this song is so relatable, holy moly. <laughs> that was how it started for me. Um, <laughs> I use this song to describe so many of the people that uh, I've met in the theater industry. Casting directors, actors, choreographers, directors, trying to take people down to satisfy their egos, being catty and just mean mm-hmm. there were so many times i would come home from say an audition like and just be like god that person they will they're always mean to me like why is this casting director always just a horrible human being and i know it's not personal but like they make it feel personal because they're saying that we don't want you you know and it's just like you get all these negative feelings about people who treat you poorly or like have crappy attitudes mm-hmm. and and make the environment really crappy and yeah. they just are mean people and then you think like i was able to be like you know what my life will get better and and i am doing things with my life and i'm moving moving on and figuring things out and at least i know i'm a really good person Mm -hmm. and they're not and they have to live with themselves you know like they have to deal with that every single day and realize that they're unhappy all the time Mm -hmm. and they take it out on people around them i get to go home and go away from them you know and and that felt good to know that it's like just stop it all you'll ever be is mean (laughs) and a liar and pathetic and alone in life (laughs) and mean mean. so yeah uber relatable super duper relatable and i think that this i don't know i this has to be one of her most relatable songs to any everybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean we have definitely talked about songs that have been very like niche relatables yeah you know but like this Mm -hmm. one Everyone has dealt with somebody in their life like this. Yeah. Gab, do you relate to this song? Yes, obviously. I, I agree. <laughs> I think it's it can be relatable to everyone. And I think like we've all encountered someone who's just mean for no reason, mm-hmm. or we don't know why they just don't like us. I really relate to the lyric, you have pointed out my flaws again as if I don't already see them. Mm. Because generally, the meanest things that people can point out are things that we are insecure about ourselves or mm-hmm. things we already know. Like, that's, like, I feel like when they hit the lowest. Like, sometimes people who are just mean know, like, you can tell when you're insecure. And they yep. can, like, hit on those things for that reason. I remember there was a job I had that, like, I totally had imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Is that what it's called? Imposter mm-hmm. syndrome about? I just felt like I didn't have enough experience to be there. Like, I wasn't, like, ready to be in the room. And, like, I had this one supervisor who just, like, was constantly pointing that out to me and just, like, really didn't like me. Mm. Like, from the start, I just, like, felt animosity and I was like, wow, like, I don't know how to make this person like me. Like, there's, like, I'm just being nice, but, like, nothing. And I think it was partially just, like, my age and lack of experience, but, like, I couldn't change those things. Right. You know what I mean? Just, 
like wouldn't give me a chance and was like pretty mean. And, you know, it was a theater job. And I remember one time she just took a prop and just like shoved it into my arm. And she's like, take this over there. And I was just like, what did I do? And I still like I never know what it was. I think it was like my age, but like I got hired. So, (laughs) you know, like I I was there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it was your job. And there was just a certain point where I had to be like, okay, I can't get this person to like me. And that's just going to be the way it is. Like Mm. I had to accept that, you know, all they are is mean. All they are is mean. So the music video for Mean. Mm. Mm. The music video was directed by Declan Whitebloom, who also did the We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together and ours music video Ugh, so with Taylor. Good. So good. So very cool, fun, like kind of like have goofy edges to them. They have like jokes in the music videos, I feel like. Yeah. But it features uh, musician and actress Presley Cash as the girl who's bullied at her job. And then actress Joey King is the little girl who's bullied for wearing blue instead of pink. Some may now know Joey King as the lead in the Netflix Kissing Booth films. <laughs> um, pretty big on Netflix. I bet a lot of our listeners do know those movies. And then Taylor's Band is, of course, also featured. I couldn't find the name of the actor in the video who's bullied for liking fashion. Mm. So if anyone knows that, let us know. I was like searching on... IMDb and everything, Mm. not credited. But the music video was shot over a two-day period in LA at the Orpheum Theater. Oh, cool. And the concept was developed by both Taylor and White Bloom. He said in an interview with MTV News... Mean is very personal to Swift because it's about a critic who is a little too harsh on her. However, he added that many can relate to the message saying, we all have similar stories in our life that hit emotional cues and to open it up and make it broader about lots of people and situations makes it much more accessible. For sure. So that's why he put like the different kids' stories in there. So Drew, what do you think about this music video? Oh, I love the music video so (laughs) much. You know, after listening to this song, you know, countless times, just either on the radio or on YouTube, you know, when they released that music video, I think I fell in love with the song all over again Mm -hmm. because it is so playful and it's really cool. Like I knew they did it on a stage. I didn't realize they did it at the Orpheum. That's really neat. But just how simplistic the video was. I mean, it just kind of goes with the theme of the song, just keeping things very, very simple, but again, poignant and direct. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're, you're getting a message across, but you're doing it in such a playful, simple, beautiful way. And the music video does that, you know, from the get-go when it's just them on stage. There's very few props, but their costumes are amazing, you know. Mm -hmm. And then going back and forth between um, her verses, um, I think one of the ones... One that stands out to me is, um, you know, getting drunk at a football or watching a football game. You know, the two guys, you know, spilling over the, uh, you know, spittoon jug, if you will, (laughs) with the XXXX on it for for Moonshine. And uh, she's on the train tracks there wrapped up in rope. And I don't know, to me, that just kind of goes back to, you know, your classic, um, you know, black and white silent films mm-hmm. uh, sort of stuff. So that was really cool and not necessarily relatable because obviously I wasn't alive back then. But I just I really, really appreciate the uh, homage to things like that. And just the way that she goes about it when at the very at the very end when the, the actor, um, he's walking down the runway there with his award mm-hmm. and the woman's got her college degree yeah it just says college, college. So up, on, up on the wall and you know she's taking off the ropes and getting off the train track she's like oh my gosh just let me get out of here mm-hmm. yeah it's just, it's fun mm-hmm. and i think at the end of the day that's what it all comes down to and it looks like they're having so much fun doing it too and you know anyone who can empathize with any sort of musician i mean if you enjoy what you're doing it just makes it that much more joyful mm-hmm. yeah Killer music video. I probably watched it 10 times before I got on this uh, call with <laughs> you guys. Not just to refresh, but it's just because it's so darn good. 
It's yeah, so good. It's really good. It's yeah, it so is. good. What about you, Deb? This music video is so good. <laughs> I love the framing device mm-hmm. of the vignettes. So it feels very vaudevillian to mm-hmm. me. Obviously, it starts on the stage, but even the scenes with the three, you know, other stories that are happening, the the kid getting bullied by the football team, her as the star cheese star whatever she is yeah at work yeah uh, a mascot <laughs> yeah like she's a mascot out, like, passing out cheese yeah. i think yeah getting made fun of it all has this lighting and like very of like being still on a stage and like being vaudevillian that was a really cool framing device for me and then in the final bit where she her being in the flapper dress and you know she's now in new york city she's mm-hmm. in the big city she's swapped from small town taylor to city taylor which mm-hmm. is really fun the journey but still banjo goes. taylor actually no she doesn't have the banjo at the end she's she just has the microphone and she's in the flapper dress and she's, she's oh that's right yeah. dancing and she's she's shimmy Shimmying, shimmying and dancing. <laughs> shimmying, Taylor. So, obviously, I love any music video when the band is in it. Uh-huh. I mean, this one and the We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together are two of my favorite music videos. It's Same so with bad. The Story of Us. That makes sense that this guy, Declan, uh, directed We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. They feel very similar. Yeah. Same color palettes and same lighting. Like, it felt, again, vignette-y. <laughs> so there's, there's a goat. On the stage in in the beginning, there is there's, there's like a cut to a goat. I didn't see the goat. I always miss the goat. Always, you always miss the animals. Yeah. In, in any good music I, video has a goat. You have to. That's hysterical. You have to. I mean, you know, Blank Space has the deer that I always think is a goat. So funny. In this one, there's just like a cut to a random goat. It's hysterical. I I really felt bad for the Star Girl Cheese Girl when being made fun of just for doing her job. Yeah, you not know, nice. like not nice at all. And then felt really bad for the girl wearing a blue sash when all the other girls were wearing pink sashes yeah and like, what the heck that's not nice either and then she she's eating her her lunch in the toilet oh my god that always breaks my heart breaks my heart i hate that i i also think that like the end of this is very i bet you think about me as well like mm-hmm. getting back on the stage and like singing to the person being like f you like i'm doing my own thing yeah. i'm gonna be great yeah I also love Taylor's acting in this yes. video. She gives so much sass with her eyebrows. Yeah. And like her little head cocks. Yeah. And she just gives all of the face yeah, during she does. this. Yeah. I also drew when you were talking about her like getting up from the train tracks and like just like, like undoing the ropes herself. I feel like that actually is an incredibly poignant moment because she was metaphorically like getting rid of the the constraints of the mean people like yeah. around her. Yeah. And like and that yeah. ultimately it's it's her that can make that choice and that decision mm-hmm. to not have these people affect her yeah. in that way. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know what? Okay, bye ropes. I'm I'm done with this. I'm getting out of here. These guys have been mean to me long enough. Like I'm over it. Yeah, and you then know? she realized she could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well and she does that right after the two guys pass out at the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you know she's like, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. moving on. I love that. Yeah, and then I all I love Joey King at the end watching. Yeah, and being like, oh, I can be a star someday too. And look at her now; she's like a movie. Yeah. You know, she's Disney Channel original. No, star it's now. not a Disney no? Channel. Oh, it's that's Netflix. Oh, Netflix original. Yeah. Star. She's done a lot of stuff too. She was in um, 
White House Down movie with Channing Tatum. Uh, Ch- what's her name? Um, Channing Tatum. Right? Oh. Mm. Yeah, she's been actually in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah she's, she's... Making, she's doing this breakthrough now with uh, Netflix, which is cool. Yeah. It's really interesting because I hadn't watched the Mean Music video in so long, but I have watched all the Kissing Booth movies. And just like going back and being like, she's so striking too. Like, a, like as yeah. a child, like it's so clearly her, like her yeah. look, very individual. And I'm pretty sure she is the new, yep, she is. She's the new star of that brand new movie, The Princess, coming out. Oh, huh. haven't heard of that. Which is a not PG-13 version of, like, uh, Disney princesses. Oh, I oh, love it. That's cool. fun. Like, her turn in the script, I which like is that. pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, and we can't forget... You guys forget... should watch the trailer. Yeah, we should watch it. Yeah. Can't forget Ramona and uh, Beezus. Oh, Where she plays Ramona in <laughs> the classic Beverly Cleary Please, novels. you can't you Novels can't of my childhood. <laughs> classic. <laughs> Gab, what do you think of the music video? I I mean, I love this music video. I like the storytelling. I do think it makes it relatable. Like, the pink and blue sashes is, like, such a thing kids do in elementary school. Like, I just remember the, like, friends of mine, like, were like, oh, we have headbands and you don't, so you can't, like, sit here today. Or Mm -hmm. we have to, like, play over here. Or it's, like, stupid things like that. Or, like, one girl being like, okay, to the family picnic, we're all gonna wear jean shorts and white t-shirts. Like, like, silly stuff like that. Yep. So you know, like PSA to all the listeners: don't don't be that person. You yeah. know, don't and be like mean. if you see someone being like singled out, like it's always better to be someone to reach out to people than yeah. to push them away for sure. But also, Taylor just like looks so good in this video. Yeah, like the makeup, the hair, the costumes, like it really works. Like I think like the there's the vintagey vibe works so well for her. And I just I love like the flower in her hair mm-hmm. and like the railroad scenes and then that sparkly flapper dress is just mm-hmm. so fantastic, so fun. I would totally buy that dress. Mm-hmm. And you're right, she gives so much face. Like her acting so is much. really, really fantastic. And then I also just I love that moment where, you know, their her captors are passed out drunk mm-hmm. and she's just like I'm going. Like, I'm, yep. I'm out. And she rolls her eyes. <laughs> yeah, she rolls her eyes. And, like, just the idea of this song and, like, the idea of Mean and her just being like, okay, like, they can come for me and, like, it might affect me, but I can move on. Yep. And I think that's, like, really cool, really good lesson. So, yeah, I, I love the video a lot. So good. hmm Well, now it's time for the segment of... Gossip. The hidden message in the Speak Now liner notes for Mean is, I thought you got me. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this song is in part about music critic Bob Lefsitz, who wrote in his Lefsitz Letter, which is a blog, after Taylor performed Rhiannon with Stevie Nicks at the 2010 Grammys. And so this is a quote from this critic. Oh. Did Taylor Swift kill her career overnight? I'll argue she did. In one fell swoop, Taylor Swift consigned herself to the dustbin of teen phenoms. Taylor's too young and dumb to understand the mistake she made. And those surrounding her are addicted to cash and are afraid to tell her no. But last night, Taylor Swift should have auto-tuned to save her career. They say it's easy to fake it in the 21st century. But one thing we know is the truth will always come out. It's hard to be a singer if you can't sing. Ultimately, we want our stars to be genuine. Without this credibility, your time atop the charts is brief. Taylor Swift shortened her career last night, and since she says she calls all her own shots, she has to shoulder the blame. Are you... That's pretty wild. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So, so that's like that's the the criticism that really like led her into writing this song. Taylor's too young and dumb. 
to understand. Are you kidding? Yeah. And also, I watched this performance today because I was like, I was like, how bad could it be? It's not like necessarily like a fantastic performance, but it's also like not that horrible. And like also like. A, how many people watch the Grammys? Like, even then. Like, you know, like, they do, but it's not like it's that many. And B, like, I don't know. It was, like, one of those cool collab performances. Like, it's not like, I don't think, like, one performance would end someone's career unless they got caught, like, lip syncing, which we've seen in a couple times, you Well, know? right, like on Saturday Night Live, when you're supposed to sing live yeah. and you lip sync. Which like, was, like, Ashley Simpson. That was not great, you know? <laughs> that's really not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, different yeah. song. Whoops. That's it's wild. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Yes. So, and he's Pretty like well. said other stuff over the years. So, like, I would not recommend looking him up. It's weird because he's just this stupid little blog. So, like, yeah. but I think he's respected in the music world. I would recommend listeners listen to the the Ringer podcast, every album Taylor Swift mm-hmm. on the Speak Now episode. They talk about it, and the guy, uh, one of I forget his name on the podcast, one of the co-hosts, he's a musician, and he actually had his own Bob Left Sets, like, criticism story. Oh, really? So I thought it was interesting. Like, he could actually relate to this guy being mean about Like, him. who is this guy that, like, that... Okay. I have two things. Okay. And then you can, then you can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> one. One. Does this gentleman not realize that Taylor Swift writes songs about anyone who has wronged her? Well, it was still early, like it was only fearless, but still, true. But still, true. right? So we know that when Taylor Swift is wronged, she's going to write a song about it, and it's going to become like a complete hit, right? So like, this guy literally fueled Taylor to write a song mm-hmm. that would then, you know, become an ultimate hit and totally prove him wrong. So it's like, he completely did the opposite of what he thought he was doing with this article. Well, not to mention... How wrong he is. Yeah. He's so... <laughs> Every single thing so about this is wrong. wrong. I mean, and we think about it. So, you know, he wrote this in 2010, okay? Mm-hmm. 12 years ago. And, like, she... Her career was not cut short. No. I would say she's bigger <laughs> than ever and thriving more than ever. And, like, that her fans, you know, are more loyal than ever. <laughs> and second point? Yeah. Artists have off nights. Of course. All the time. Always. All the time. Like, we have seen performances of people that, you know, haven't been that great vocally. They're sick. They're tired. You know, all the all that stuff. That is one performance that's going to kill her career overnight? Are you I, an idiot? I, I don't really think that's possible. Oh, he's just mean. Not to, He is. And not to mention also her, like, fan base is, like, you know, was following her because of the story she told and how they could connect and relate to her. Not because, like, she had the best voice in the world either. She's a singer-songwriter. Yeah, and a storyteller. Yeah. But at that time, remember, there weren't a ton of those. Yeah, that's true. You know, especially in, like, the teen sector. Yeah. But yeah, it was very harsh. And, like, I don't think he ever changed his tune. I read some of his other stuff. And he's (laughs) just, like, he doesn't like her. He's very harsh about her. And he's, he's just dead wrong. Oh, haters gonna hate, hate, hate. Yep. (laughs) So about the song, Taylor told Entertainment News, When you do what I do, which is put yourself out there for a lot of people to say whatever they want, there's a million different opinions. I get that. No matter what, you're going to be criticized for something. But I also get that there are different kinds of ways to criticize someone. There's constructive criticism, there's professional criticism, and then there's just being mean. Yep. And there's a line that you cross when you just start to attack everything about a person, and there's one guy who just crossed the line over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's the... The mean, where the meanness comes in, and I agree, I think also, especially with criticism, like, you should never, like, attack, like, who the person is if you're writing about the art. Right. 
You know, unless like it's like their beliefs about something that affect the art or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like he made it personal for no reason whatsoever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, just because, you know, he's this like bitter guy who wants to tear down Taylor because she didn't sing his favorite Stevie Nicks song well. Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. His like the other blog posts of his that I've read are like so eye rolly. (laughs) And I didn't want to give him more airtime. Yeah, no, no, we don't need to. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, she, like, Stevie Nicks isn't the best singer either. No, like, she has, like, a uni- Stevie unique Nicks voice. Stevie has, like, one of the most unique voices in all of music. Also, the clip is, like, one minute long, and then they sing, like, rearranged version of You Belong With Me together. Hmm. So it's, I'll have like, to watch that. Yeah. It's not, like, her best performance, yeah. but it's not, like, tragic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> is it as weird as Highway Don't Care? <laughs> that, they sang, they sang well, but that performance was odd. That was weird. It was weird. But people or loved con- that country song. Country music, CMA. Yeah. She also said, no matter how old you are, no matter what your job is, no matter what your place is in life, there's always going to be someone who's just mean to you. Mm-hmm. Dealing with that is all you can control about that situation, how you handle it. Mean is about how I handle yeah. it. Yeah. So... I like that. And then she discussed how she deals with criticism of her voice in an interview with Parade Magazine. She said, some days I'm fine. I can just brush it off and go about my day. But some days it absolutely levels me. All I can do is continue to try to work hard every single day and feel everything. I think it's important to feel things because I then write songs about that. The whole idea of being criticized and the fact that that entered my life made for a song that I'm very proud of on the record called Mean. Mm. So like she takes those feelings and that the negativity towards her and lets it go by writing the song, Catharsis. by working through those feelings, which is, like, so cool. And she's talked about that, like, on Miss Americana and things and during yeah. speeches and whatnot. So Taylor took home the Grammy for <laughs> Best Country Solo Performance and Best Country Song for Mean. And that was the show where she had the performance Devin alluded to earlier, where she says, someday I'll be singing this at the Grammys and all you're ever going to be is me. Yep. Yeah, I love Yep. She's now won <laughs> three album of the year. Three, uh, yes, three times? and the only female solo artist to yep. have done so. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> jokes yeah. on you, jokes, yeah. jokes on you, Sue. And I think though it's also part like important, like her whole like history uh, with media and how she takes in criticism and not, and like when she got to reputation. And I think now, even though she still like cares, she cares a lot less because she does know who her fans are, who yeah. her people are. And also she fully knows what she's capable of and that she's a talented artist. Oh yeah. You know, which I think it's really cool given that, you know, she was, I think 20 when this came out, like mm-hmm. her growth as well yeah. during that time. Oh, so good. Okay. Drew, what's your favorite line in mean? I don't have a favorite line. I think I have a favorite bit, mm-hmm. if oh, you okay. will. And it, it's, it all goes back to the, acoustic bit when you know mm-hmm. you're holding the strings on the neck of the guitar and you're just like slightly strumming and that gets your clapping going mm-hmm. and uh i think that's my my favorite part of the mm. song yeah. um, and the harmonies that come in after that when they dive right back into the chorus uh, that is my favorite part of the song so I think cool. every single every single lyric um speaks volumes in its own way the culmination of you know the acoustic you get people to think for a little bit and then it all just comes you know head on full esteem. It's like, you know what? I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I love it. What about you? I love the line, but the cycle ends right now because you can't lead me down that road. Yeah. Which is kind of the the end of one line and the beginning of the next line. Yeah. But like, I, I like those two together because it's very easy for a mean person to make the person they're being mean to mean. 
because then they feel mean towards other people yeah. because they're feeling like they've been attacked or whatever by another mean person. It's very right. easy to get into a cycle. Yeah. And she's like, no, never. No, you can't lead me down that road because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So good. And she's taking the narrative back and she's being like, nope, this is me. This is this is my story. I'm going to do my thing. And you're just one person who said something really mean. And that's all you'll ever be. Yeah. And she's stopping this cycle. Stopping the cycle. Stop it. Breaking the wheel. What was that from? Oh, Game, Game, of, Game of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> I'm going I'm... to break it. Break the wheel. I like that. So good. Gab, what is your favorite line? I love the part. Drunk and grumbling on about how I can't sing. <laughs> and then when she goes, yeah. like, all you are is mean and a liar and pathetic. I just love that part. I love singing that part. It's so fun. And just saying, like, empathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, tell me how you really feel. Like, yeah. I like Sassy Taylor. Get those feelings out, girl. We yeah. all want to say it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And we all know I love when she kind of, like, talks a little in the song. Oh, yeah. So that part is just, like, empathetic. So good. I, I love how she sings mean uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in this song. I mean, I don't really know if she actually does sing it like that, but I just put that affect on no matter what. In alone and laugh, I am mean. The, the yeehaw in this song is next level. That twang. I love it. But I, I hope she holds on to some of that for the re-record. Yeah, me too. I know that she didn't do it in Fearless, but, but I, I hope that she does a little bit here. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, Drew. Yes. On a scale of one to ten big old cities, <laughs> what do you give this song? One to ten big old cities, a Manhattan. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a big city. It's a large city. Yeah. If you've never been, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> so does that translate to like a nine, to like a ten? Like It's like, it's a, it's a ten for me. Okay. Uh, All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said earlier, it's my favorite Taylor Swift song for so many different reasons. Definitely a 10. Cool. Love it. I love that. What about you, Devin, from 1 to 10 big old cities? I'm trying to think. I'm going to give, this is going to be like a Boston for me. A Boston kid. Okay. So like a little bit smaller than New York. So I think it's going to be an 8. Okay. I think that translates to No offense to, to our Boston listeners. <laughs> no, it's just like in terms of raw square footage, in terms of square uh-huh. footage, mm-hmm. Manhattan has a larger footprint than Boston does. It's a bigger city. I don't know if that's technically true square footage of Manhattan and Boston. Like population-wise, absolutely. Bo- Boston <laughs> proper, like the city of Boston, not counting the suburbs yeah, vers- versus not. Manhattan. Mm. Because obviously, like greater New York with, you know, Queens and the Bronx and Brooklyn. I'm not counting that. We're just counting Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan. Okay, mm. okay. Okay. Manhattan. So I think an eight. Eight <laughs> big old cities. Gab, on a scale of one to ten big old cities, what do you give this song? <laughs> I give mean... I'm also going to give it eight. Okay. Big old cities. I can't really make an analogy to another city, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of uh, cities we've all lived in, so maybe I'll give it a Seattle, because Drew used to live there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Seattle, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't think of a single other city right now. <laughs> So, Seattle, it's the only city. It's yeah. the only one. It's the only other city there is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to, because like obviously New York's a 10. Um, but I'm obviously. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. I love this song. It's definitely like just such a classic Taylor song. Classic. Like it's just, it's so fantastic. So good. Yeah. 
So Drew, thank you so much for being on the pod today. Do you have any final thoughts slash do you have any um, anything you want to plug? An Instagram account, TikTok, anything? I mean, I don't have any fan accounts for Taylor Swift, but I'm going <laughs> to plug something. Yo, go uh, follow Tay to Z podcast on uh-huh. Instagram. Oh. No, seriously, oh, thank you us. so much for... Uh, wait, is it? <laughs> seriously, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's an absolute blast. Um, also, to just do this with my family is even cooler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Killer song. Great to uh, chat about it. And honestly, I learned a lot about myself, you know, thinking about this song, too. Aww, so, yeah. You know, yeah. It keeps doing its thing, you know? It exactly. Just, it's yeah. the beauty of Taylor's thing. songwriting. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. All right, All right, bud. Thank you. Thanks, Drew. Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Tay2Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Do you relate to this wildly relatable song? Uh, wildly. We want to hear it all, so please find us on the Instagram. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes, and thank you to one of our newest patrons, Sierra Fox. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you as always to all of our patrons. You are absolutely the best. We could not do this without you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Next episode, we'll be covering one of my personal faves, Message in a oh. Bottle from Red Taylor's version. Such a boss. Such a boss. Come hang with us. I'm Doug. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.